ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जॉय टू यू फ्रेंड्स आई मेंशन बुद्धा इन माय लास्ट टॉक it would be good to re- to go on a little bit further because buddha talked about nirvana the uh, cessation of all in- uh, interplay of movement and thoughts and self identity and everything which brings you to a state of absolute nothingness and this is the state that many buddhists believe is the aim of it all it's the one thing he talked about buddha but in fact he came he could not have had the compassion he could not have had the love that he showed to people he could not have had the uh wish to help people had he not also been aware of a higher truth it's true he talked about the shankya aspect of it too there was one woman who came to him and asked him to bless her because her son had just died and she was grieving deeply and so he gave her an Uh, he told her get a certain oil and uh, put that on him and as she was leaving he said uh she was very happy she thought now I'll do it he said to her you must however get it from a house that has never seen death and she thought well, that'll be easy she came back a week later and she said i failed master i have not found a single house that has not known death and then he said you see my daughter this is the nature of this world you must get out of this world get out of this charnel house of death which is what this world really is in concentration camps it seems terrible because if hundreds of thousands of people are killed in a short space of time but they'll all be killed sooner or later within 100 years nobody who is living today will be living then everybody dies and very few people have the blessing of dying peacefully in their sleep most people die in accidents of disease murder whatever it might be but this house is a charnel house it's a place to get away from no one knows what his end will be but you can be sure that that end in this body will not be what you really want very few people escape from this body into an infinite joy but many have seen relatives many have seen uh their teachers spiritually many as they go there was one woman who was she was in uh, sort of the caretaker of the church in hollywood that yogananda had started and she when she was dying uh one of the older ministers told me because i wasn't there at that time that she was given the grace to take 2 weeks to die and he could see as she lay there in bed that she was reviewing her life and just thinking well, that wasn't that important no i don't want those things and i forgive this person and bit by bit she became more and more radiant so that by the time the moment of death came she was really looking saintly and at the end she said swami ji is here and she left her body well yogananda said those who follow this path sincerely to the end i or one of the other masters will be there to receive them into the other world or to take them into the infinite but 
this this uh, idea of nirvana, this idea of nothingness, I suspect that no one would really try very hard to reach nothingness. I read an article put out by the official, you might say, church of Thailand, the official regime, whatever it might be, spiritually, and they compared the teaching of nirvana with Satchitananda of Shankaracharya. And being ignorant, they didn't understand that Shankara was not different from Buddha. He was just bringing people back to their central point again. And so they were comparing it to Shankaracharya's disadvantage. And they conceded that at the beginning there, yes, there's a little moment of peace then, of bliss then, and then nothingness. Well, who's going to work sincerely to achieve nothingness? That isn't what it's all about. But there is that first moment, Yogananda said, where there is absolutely nothing. And the ego is gone, everything is gone. But then in that great hall of nothingness comes sweeping the oceanic bliss of the soul. And these teachings which Yogananda came to bring back again and again, great God through these great masters has come to bring back. Ramakrishna was born because the English had taught the uh, that the Vedas were no good and the Hindu teachings were no good and everything was just idolatrous and even the culture of India was really uh, invasion of Aryans and finally they they began thinking that they were Europeans who really were the source of everything and the Nazis came up and were saying that they are the Mheran race, the, the master race of all people. All these delusions people come up with. There is no higher or lower people in the world they're all children of God and equally children of God. So you must understand the only difference is really they're not the color of your skin or the language you speak or your belief system. It's something deeper inside. And in that you can find, as I've said in these talks, you can find the real races of men, that the man is divided in the direction of his consciousness. Some people are thinking only in terms of physical satisfactions, and they're shudras. They're epitomized by farmers, but there are many educated farmers. They're epitomized by people who just work with the soil, work with things. But when they develop a certain amount of intelligence, begin to use that, then they become vaishyas, who think in terms of um, how to use their intelligence to get ahead in the world. And so vaishna may be a bhakabhanya, as they'd say in India, somebody who is a uh, uh, thinking only in terms of using his cunning to get rich, even over other people. And the ego, which when it's on that level, in that state, of that race, you might say, it thinks, well, if I, other people lose and I gain, then obviously I'm gaining. There's no loss for me. A kshatriya is at a higher level to realize that if you take from others, even if your ego has more, really what it has is more burden and therefore you've lost. You haven't gained. So subtler understandings give the real races of man. And uh, the teaching of Buddha was that everything is really you're up to you. You have to attain this state. But what is it you have to attain? That's what Shankaracharya came to teach. And his teaching was the truth. We need to go beyond that to understand that it's not because also his teaching became corrupted and people began thinking it's all a dream, nothing is real, 
there's only infinite bliss, etc. So what does it matter if I cheat people? What does it matter if I kill people? What does it matter if I steal or hurt others? And as Ramakrishna said, I spit, my, I spit on that philosophy. That's not true Vedanta. But Ramakrishna came to show that Hinduism is a very lofty teaching. And in a sense, you have to call it the loftiest of all. Because although Christ was a great master, uh, Buddha was a great master, other great liberated souls have been great masters, people haven't understood what they taught. And the teaching of Hinduism is the only one that I know of that speaks of Kevalya Moksha, absolute union and liberation in God. That is the goal of all true religions and the goal of all true seeking. Joy to you.